0: Thanks for listening to a brand new episode of Get Real with Casey Kasem. It's the podcast that takes a look behind the scenes of the fantasy football industry through interviews with some of your favorites in the business. Trash Sandwiches, AKA Ariel of In Between Media, joined me for this episode. And our conversation included her experience with Draft Night Out, crafting and creating, being a dog bestie, the Eras Tour, being a part of the fantasy football community, and so much more. Make sure to follow Ariel on Twitter at Trash Sandwiches. Give me a follow at DKC Kasem and the podcast at Get Real underscore Pod. This podcast is a proud member of the DAP Network. I also wanted to say thank you so much to everyone who listens to the podcast, to everyone who's joined me on the podcast, and just everyone who supports me and this podcast. On October 26, 2020, I dropped the very first episode of Get Real with Casey Kasem featuring my good friend Russ Fisher. And look at us now. Here we are three years later, 90 plus episodes under our belt and plenty more to come. I just wanted to say thank you again to everyone. And now here's my conversation with Trash Sandwiches, a.k.a. Ariel on Get Real with Casey Kasem. Yeah, well, the first question I actually wanted to ask you, which is, you know, been on my mind, is, do people mess up your name a lot?
1: Uh, like my actual name or my yes, name, like your name? actual name? Yes. Oh, all the time. Okay. Um, <laughs> and I make a guess that you are asking because you don't know if it's Ariel. No, it's Ariel.
0: It's okay. Ariel. But listen, I had to listen yeah. to things right just to yeah. make sure because sometimes people, you know, and then people will say something, and you're like, I know and yeah. I uh, have I know?
1: People that I have known for years and see very regularly and they still mispronounce it all the time um so if anyone is wondering out there in listener land it is R-E-L like the letters R-E-L it is not like the mermaid um got that joke as recently <laughs> as today
0: Pro- I was, <laughs> gonna no, that was gonna be out. my next question right yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> no I've been walking around today like saying your name because I know so many aerials and I was like okay First of all, how many times do I use people's names when I'm talking to them? At the beginning and at the end. Um, but, you know, I had to keep keep telling myself, Ariel, 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 Ariel. And then I was like, okay, now I'm going to start calling everybody I know that's Ariel Ariel. And then we'll just go from there. I'm usually like pretty generous, especially with people that I don't
1: interact with as much like yeah. verbally or face-to-face or whatever. Because, you know, we're online. Like you don't hear it pronounced. Exactly hardly ever um people that I see in my
0: life all the time I am like no no <laughs> come on <laughs> you're better than this but yeah well I mean I have the spelling with my like even with like my aunts and stuff I'm like come on <laughs> come yeah. on so yeah. okay so trash sandwiches is another thing that people may know you as another aka if you will uh how did trash sandwiches come about <laughs> i really need a better story because there isn't a good story you're gonna have to come or yeah you're gonna have to i know them, but we'll listen i to know what you have to say now
1: um so the trash comes from my trash dog she is a trash dog like she it's where she came from it's where she will die it's how she always is um and i love her to death so that is her um the sandwiches was like a inside joke from way back when uh so i had the name from way before and then like joined twitter needed a name and was like yeah trash sandwiches works for me um i do think it's hilarious to get called trash or trash sandwiches out and about and um i do love every year like at the expo having to introduce myself as hi i'm Ariel or trash sandwiches and i say Ariel, and people are like what and then trash sandwiches oh no. like, oh
0: yeah <laughs> every time. And I love it. It's funny. It is. Well, yeah. And then bringing up the expo and, and getting to meet you and everything was something that I got to do this year. But the year before you were there and little old me didn't know what you look like. So I had a hard time yeah. And pointing where, where to find you.
1: <laughs> little only me knew what you looked like and was way too intimidated because I was like, she's too cool. I can't just go up and introduce myself. Like, I got so much anxiety, man. I can't do those social situations.
0: No, I feel you. Um,
1: like, I feel you about yeah. that, too. So. I know. And then it was such a bummer after that we both were like, <gasps> you know, missed connection. Um, so it was really nice to hang out with you this year for real.
0: Yeah.
1: And get to um, meet
0: up and hang out and russ was there he's my homie. he's you know Dap network that's where we are gotta plug it gotta plug it so appreciate (laughs) that russ um but yeah so the expo so fantasy football obviously is kind of why we know each other obviously not just kind of why it's why we know each other but for the people listening who don't know you or even the people who do know you they might not know too too much about you so like growing up, did you like sports? Did you like football in particular? Or what was the the vibe with with sports during that time?
1: Yeah, um, not really. I didn't watch a lot of sports. I didn't come from a sports family. You know, it was like a maybe we'll go to a Super Bowl party and I was mostly in it for the snacks. I will be honest. Um, if we did watch sports growing up, it was soccer. Like I watched a lot of world cup and things growing up. That's just what my dad was into. And then I found out later after I started getting into football that like he played football in high school and I can convince him to watch games sometimes. So now it's kind of fun. Um, but it's totally the opposite of the usual, like dad gets his daughter into football. No, I am. I am the football one in my family. Um, yeah, I don't know. I wasn't too, too into sports. It wasn't that I didn't, like them I just like wasn't exposed to them in that way it wasn't part of where I grew up both in my house and also like here in Vermont we are a sports desert I hate it it makes me (laughs) so incredibly sad
0: yeah oh man because I was thinking about that today too going up the escalator I was like hmm Vermont well so <laughs> so getting into football, like do you have a team that you actually like, even though there's not really anything for, for you right yeah. there? Um, if you ask me to pick a team, I would say the Bills. Uh, you know, they're
1: like close enough. New York is our neighbor. New York City teams like I don't want to be a Giants or Jets. <laughs> <laughs> it, yeah. I'm I can bandwagon a little bit. It's fine. Um I don't know. I mean, the Bills are fun. And, you know, if I had to pick their the team, but really I'm more, I would say a fan of football as a whole. I will say I am a very anti-Patriots fan. It's allowed. It's allowed. Exactly. (laughs) And growing up in New England, I think that one I am very entitled to because they say they're New England's team and they're not. (laughs) They are Boston and like the Mass Area's team and I don't want to claim them, although I did maybe make a a Patriots-Bills bet with
0: our FedEx guy at work this afternoon when we bonded over football. (laughs) Look at these connections that we're making with the silly game. It's not it's a silly, silly game, though. So, but you you stumbled into it somehow. How did you find football?
1: Yeah, um, stumbled into it through fantasy football. It was a home league with some college friends that we started after college. They like had somebody who, I think I joined a year into it, because they had somebody who dropped out. They reached out. I was like, sure, I'll give it a try. Um, Started playing. I was like, oh, I'll watch maybe a game or two a week. Then... I was the classic pandemic story with um pandemic hit the league converted from redraft to dynasty and I was like "Odds oh, it's dynasty I need to know a little bit more started doing more research fell down the rabbit hole because I was like now I know things now we need to join another league then from there I started on podcasts and like then got on fantasy football twitter and then it spiraled
0: um That's, and yeah. here we are <laughs> Believe me, I don't even know, like, when I started Twitter, I didn't start it for fantasy football. I just started it to start it. And then it, like, morphed into something when I started playing fantasy football. I was like, wow, this is easy to find the information I need. And so that that was pretty dope. But yeah, to see the pandemic just kind of make it this massive thing, right? So many people I got to meet because they found Twitter during that time, like, the actual fantasy football space. So that's super dope. Yeah
1: and I actually joined Twitter before finding the fantasy football space too. I had joined like not too long before and I was considering a career change. And I talked to this career counselor who was like, Oh, just get on, talk to professionals in the thing. I wanted to work in the museum sector. Maybe I was like, you know, quarter life crisis. Um, so I joined Twitter and I was like, I don't want them to know my name. My name is way too Googleable. If you will, I'll do an alias. I'll, you know, Covert research on the profession. One of the first posts I stumbled into was somebody with like a 10 tweet thread being like, here's why I'm leaving the museum world and here's the ways in which <laughs> it is. Am I allowed to swear? Yeah. Yeah. That's one of the things Fucked I need to add up. to my
0: list <laughs> to tell you. Oh. Yes, cuss as much as you want. But uh yeah. yeah. <laughs> um
1: Yeah. So I saw that and I was like, well, I will stay with my job for now. And then um found fantasy football and like, I guess it's
0: it wild because now that's kind of my job. <laughs> That's that's just super that awesome. You're full circle that I never realized. No, you know, but that's that's super awesome. I I don't think I've had anybody on this podcast who said that they played fantasy football before they actually were watching football like that. So hey, that's pretty good.
1: Yeah. It makes me seem like I know there's a lot of longtime football fans who kind of don't like people who come at it from fantasy and come from this background, but I don't I mean, this is the burgeoning market for the NFL. They'd be stupid to not accept it and to all the old people like evolve
0: or die (laughs) that might not be the first time I've said that to a group of people today and I'm so sorry (laughs) you know it it, yeah (laughs) that is just how it is and uh so well okay so going back you brought up being in a league with people that you went to college with how was the college experience for you what did you exactly pursue and how did that go for you
1: Um, yeah, so I grew up in Vermont, went to the University of Vermont, because in-state tuition and lots of financial aid, and that was the cheapest, Um, and it was fun, and I got like a really useless liberal arts degree, which I won't even get into the details of, but it is incredibly useless. Um, (laughs) I got a good humanities background, as my mother would tell you. And then I did a couple years kind of in the National Park Service, or like, couple national park gigs, then switched over to um it was like a private nonprofit, but kind of national park vibes, if you will. Then from there to a community nonprofit. And that's kind of yeah, where I've um well I guess I'm like not really, I don't know. I'm still kinda of in the nonprofit world in a lot of ways. So um, Yeah, I I think the the liberal arts degree definitely helps with that, and you know, obviously, like I do fantasy football editing a lot now. We're editing, and that's humanities degree at work. Um, So it's you know useful in that
0: way, but I didn't study those like (laughs) lucrative big money. I mean. Me either. I have a degree, too. And my child learning and development is just just sitting over there and collecting dust. And I'm like, whatever, you know, it's fine. Live live my life. Do what I want. Have a good time. And this is what's going on. So I feel you. And well, okay. so editing. How did you actually fall into that and being able to be a part of a fantasy football site?
1: Yeah, so that was 100% Seth Wilcock, our fearless leader over at In Between Media. Shout out to the whole crew. And, you know, Seth is like, he is um, the captain that steers our ship and truly just so great. He had reached out to me after I found myself in the fantasy football Twitter sphere um at one point we like just were talking about something it was one of those posts that somebody put out that's like engagement farming but the good kind where they're like shout out a site that does good work in he in the world or something like that you know right so i gave him between me to shout out he wrote to me and said have you ever thought about writing and i said nope and he said let's talk in the off season and you start thinking <laughs> <laughs> um and yeah we met in the off season i started writing he um asked me to do some editing too, which was like a skill set that I had. So figured I'd do that as well. And um really grateful for that opportunity because I absolutely would not be here without him and like just a casual shout out and a DM, you know. So
0: that's awesome. Yeah, yeah. Seth I've had him on here. Yeah. Seth is yeah. a great guy. He he was on here. I was looking that up while you were talking about he's in episode 67. So people should definitely check that out after this. But like yeah, i had move actually, on last week i was just right? gonna say <laughs> yeah, your last episode <laughs> <laughs> fellow in between media yep um yep. just crazy yeah. how that worked out but i like it i like it and I great know. people over there and we were talking all kinds of good stuff about in between media because yeah that place is yeah the
1: and it's just like it feels um like a family and it's we try and you know
0: very much good vibes it's it's a fun group to be part of i love all of them um Yeah. Y'all were all like at the expo. So um, the fantasy football expo for people who don't know is this giant event with all of us crazy fantasy football people who are just either in love with it or just in love with hanging out with people, you know? So, but yeah, in between media was there, there were a lot of you guys there and uh, that's how Hoof said, you know, that's how he determined where he wanted to be. So getting to hang out with those people in person, what's that experience like? It was awesome. And
1: We were hosting draft night out, which he talked a little bit about Um, What he failed to mention was, or he kind of alluded to it, but yeah, we took over that event from somebody who'd been running it very successfully for many years with like two months notice. (laughs) And it was all hands on deck to pull it together. We all had, you know, our little bits and pieces and uh, it was so fun. It was really cute when Seth came to us at one night at like a staff meeting was like, okay, so I have this idea or, you know. I have this opportunity for us but I don't want to do it without your support like what do you think of this and every single one of us was like Seth buy this now go like hang up from this call and say yes make this happen immediately right Um, and it was (laughs) so cool yeah it was so cool just to be part of that and like we had so much fun and can't wait to run it back next year bigger and better hopefully um And it was so fun. Like it's, I described the expo as like an internet friend nerd party, but in the best way possible, um, you're meeting all of your internet friends. You are all enjoying the same nerdy little hobby and it's just great. Um, Highly recommend if you haven't gone
0: to anybody listening, obviously right. you have gone. Um, uh, yes, I have gone. I've gone <laughs> a few times, a handful of times. And yes, definitely. I know we talk about that a lot on this show, the expo. We're not sponsored by the expo or anything like that. You could be. be. I mean, um, But Bob. it's a great space for me to meet people to come on this show. I will tell you that. So if you're a fan of, you know, having your own podcast, but you're confused as to where to go to find guests, like go to the expo meet people figure out who you vibe with and mm-hmm. the rest is history i have and will have
1: uh yeah many a podcast appearance based on expo connections couple coming up soon um but yeah it's it's really a great time and uh actually so we were talking about this at the woman of fantasy football unwind event the other couple weeks ago um which you weren't there but there were a bunch of other people who yeah, had i'm gonna been. try to go the next one so yeah it's you easy. should you should. Um, it was really fun. And, <laughs> and there were some of the other women who were on the women pan- women's panel. And, you know, one of the things that really stuck with me from that, and I think it was, you were like one of the people that were kind of saying it, you know, a few people were kind of in agreement with it, but hearing women up there say, you know, just find the thing that you like to do in this space and do that. Cause you know, right. like you with your podcast, like you are not, if you don't want to create content, don't create content. And we were right. talking about that again Uh, on mind. And between that and the expo and like, it really just, you know, took, I took it to my heart at the expo hearing that. And, um, prior to that, I had been like, maybe I'm going to write some content this year. I have done content writing in the past, you know, I pinched hit like last week for it, but it kind of helped me realize that like, I like being a part of the community. I enjoy editing and having that as my connection to the community and these Mm -hmm. other spaces, I don't really want to be like putting out a weekly article about what like that's I mean it's it's a lot especially
0: when you have other things going on in your life too I know and
1: there are so (laughs) many
0: smart people out there
1: who are fantastic at that and that is not my skill set and like I am happy to read and edit all of your articles and I love it Mm -hmm. and it was just really validating to hear people say like yeah, you can be part of this space in whatever way you want, which is, I guess, a very roundabout way of saying even if you are, quote unquote, air quotes for those who can't see, just <laughs> a fan and not yeah. a content creator or an analyst or whatever, like, go to the expo. Yeah, you will still have a great time, meet some great people, get something out of it
0: and help you find your your place, what you like. <laughs> 100%. Yeah. You don't have to put out content and you don't have to, I mean, you can, the, there's so much out there. Like you said, editing, there's video production. I've talked to numerous mm-hmm. people, people behind the scenes, like, you know, it's. Graphics? Graphics. I do, graphics, actually. Yeah. I do a graphic a week. There like, you go. See? Graphics. There's all kinds of stuff. So you can be involved in fantasy football and still maybe not put out content, but still be in the behind the scenes stuff. The stuff that. hmm people don't get the credit for that they deserve you know like when no. I work with the footballers like having an editor like Kyle okay the, having yeah. an editor makes because I, I know what I want to say but sometimes I can get it out the right way so having somebody tell me like I think this is what yeah. you mean is this what you mean <laughs> having read unedited work as an editor it's fine that I'm reading
1: unedited stuff I will say you need editors because the number of typos that I have corrected And some of them are so funny. Uh, My favorite to this day is Sean Python. And one day I will become good at AI and I will make Sean Python. (laughs) I think that was like some kind of autocorrect with a typo that started at Sean Payton. But
0: um, that's awesome.
1: (laughs) In my brain. Um,
0: Yeah. But yeah, I mean, there's so many ways to help and, you know, but yeah, exactly. I mean, and, and editing, when you do that, when you sit down and edit somebody's piece of work. What has been like the most challenging part of that? The links.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I will be honest. The actual editing stuff is totally fine. I like it. It's the links. (laughs) If you are not, I don't know, um, there's a lot of tools that can help and they can auto link. And Mm -hmm. if you mess up certain parts of that, it makes your editors hate you. I will just say that. Um, (laughs) I would rather do the linking for you than have you do it wrong because I can't undo it and redo it it doesn't work like that um yeah <laughs> like it's definitely that. like formatting kind of stuff and yeah you no know, I get it it's one of those where you know you work for different sites and they have different styles yep. and yep. you gotta adhere to them so I totally get it but there's definitely yeah. times when I'm like oh is it heading two
0: heading three or a bold or before like oh my gosh I hated that I hated doing that I like would have panic attacks because I'm like how do I get this to look the way I want it to look like and I'm like over here like but I finally figured it out and once I figured it out I was like duh yeah you know it's like uh don't panic but but yeah and I can yeah keep going.
1: No I was just gonna say I think there's like definitely a flow to it once you figure it out that you like I have a whole system of like I do all of this step then I do all of that step, and then Basically, the last step is actually editing it. Like there is a lot of prep work, and that's when I just sit my coffee, copy, yeah, copy paste format. Like it's a lot of clicking and coffee sipping, and that's it.
0: <laughs> what when do you have time to do that? Like, what's the time frame? When when do you usually find a yeah. nice spot to kind of carve um, out for? I edit editing.
1: most mornings, like four mornings a week. I do some editing. Uh, and then I work my normal person day job, if you will, um, like a few afternoons a week and I work some goofy part-time hours and maybe pay (laughs) my bills hopefully.
0: Yeah. Right. I get you. I get you on that too. Uh, I swear if I could do do this for a living, which there's no, I mean, not in a million years would that be a possibility. Oh my God. Life would be so much better. (laughs) Uh but you know I got to go to that regular job. Uh <laughs> I think you could do it for a living, but no. it would it, be it, a lot. It's yeah. It's a lot too. Yeah, 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 yeah. But you know, it, 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 a girl can dream. Maybe one day in my yeah. retirement I'll just be like podcasting like crazy and hopefully that'll that'll work out in my <laughs> old age if I know how to use the whatever technology they're using then. Yeah, I's gonna I just was trying to I think like, will we even have podcast <laughs> by then, I'm sure, but I'm sure I, I, I listen, but it's just crazy, right, too, with, okay, so podcasting, and, and you brought up bringing, being on podcast and meeting people at the expo who kind of helped you get on the podcast, uh, when you podcast, how do you go into it? Do you have like a routine or something that you do before you go into it? Uh, or like, how do you prepare to go onto a podcast?
1: I go into it very nervously. <laughs> um, Join the club. That's <laughs> yeah. That's fine. Um, yeah, I would say I feel more comfortable on the podcast where I'm talking about myself like this one, which I know sounds stupid, but everybody's a little narcissistic. And also, if you're yes. talking to me about this, it's a lot easier than talking to me about football and fantasy football stuff because my brain is not a numbers brain. Yeah. The numbers enter and the numbers immediately um, leave.
0: Yeah. And if I am on a
1: podcast <laughs> and I need to talk stats, I am like searching and looking at notes and mm-hmm. it's not going to be as good of a podcast or as... Nope conversation like it's it's no, not my strong it. suit um so I think I've definitely tried to figure out the types of podcasts that I enjoy and say yes to those more so like any time that I am asked me on a mock draft at this point I just say my anxiety does not allow me to do mock drafts because it <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I don't like fast drafts a mock draft is just asking me to do a fast draft with no reward it,
0: yes and you know I was on a podcast where we were doing our mock draft and I'm like timing out because I'm busy trying to answer the questions and mod, you know, and pick what much. I want and this, that, and the other. And it times out and gets me some player that's always injured or something. And I'm like, dude, seriously. I I so yeah, I get it. It, it. It's hard to multitask for me, at least I can't do it. And so having this podcast is always fun one-on-one. Like I don't have a co-host to kind of like, yeah guide me if I get off topic or don't know what I'm talking about So, like right now. Um, But no, when you go on a podcast though, once you get comfortable, I I assume you get comfortable at some point. Uh, Mm -hmm. Once you get comfortable though, like how is it podcasting with different types of people? Like how do you, do you adapt? How do you let the conversations go? Like how has it been being on different shows? Yeah, I think I try to let the conversations flow, get a sense of
1: who I'm on with and you know like our our rapport if you will um what the vibe is um there are some podcasts that I would say you know are very much more like it's an interview and we're talking about questions and there are some podcasts where uh we go a little off the rails and it's two hours and we're talking about pizza for like a solid hour and a half and that is um the Tackle Dummies podcast (laughs) (laughs) Um, with jeff and Caz, and that was the second episode after the first one was lost like every podcast is a little different and that one was a wild trip of a podcast um but really fun and (laughs) yeah i don't know i just try and i guess adjust um be a good guest if you will um especially if i'm guesting with other people
0: Mm -hmm.
1: which i guess that doesn't happen too too often but you know like on a show with a few people even just you know like try and be part of the conversation not all the conversation
0: right We're yeah we need to hang out together exactly yeah and I like I, I do personally like having other people on I hate it when they ask me to go first I don't want to do anything first <laughs> I let other people and then I can kind of right. piggyback off what they have to say but yeah with I want to go back to just working with a site what kind of for people that are just now wanting to get into the industry or wanting to put out content even not even like try to make -hmm. this a job job they just want to put out content what kind of advice do you have for people that are just now starting uh for one
1: just put stuff out and I know everybody will say that but it really is like just put stuff out I started by just tweeting into the void first non-football but then football stuff and some of that was like just shit posting about football into the void and that's what I wanted to do and that's what I'm still doing but like now I have people with me Um, but I think, you know, if you want to actually do that with real content, it's, it's the same thing, like just put stuff out there. People will find it. Um, I guess the other one big thing that I would say for getting started or even not getting started is, I mean, it's kind of Scott Fish's motto, like work hard, be a good person. There's so many people who I think just want to, they want to be right. They want to tear other people down. They want to be the best. They want to be whatever, And they're only doing themselves a disservice because, like, nobody wants to work with you when that's your attitude. People want to work with you when you're a nice person to be around and a team player and likable. And, you know, you can be really smart and convey your ideas in a way that makes somebody say, Wow, they're really smart. I want to listen to them. And that's totally fine. And then you can convey your ideas in a way that's like this person is really smart and I don't care what they have to say because they are so condescending and rude yes. and like you yeah. I don't know there's some people out there and um for me like that's I I want good vibes surrounding me that's right cheesy That's no like the, the most <laughs>
0: <cool>. <laughs> boomer or whatever, right. whatever the kids say nowadays <laughs>
1: I know but you know I think people are the same like we Um, you know, and maybe you want to be that cutthroat analyst and if that's the case, then sure, you'll find your cutthroat analyst space out there. But for the rest of us, Mm -hmm. we just want to have a good time with this shared goofy hobby of ours. You know, like, let's just have fun together. We can disagree over fantasy football or football takes we can have differing opinions on whatever. But we can come from places of respect and
0: kindness. Well, I mean, we all know those people that put on a stick that are like, I'm an a-hole. Like that's who they want to be known as. And it's like, okay. And you know what? They get a following of people who are into that, but I like positivity. So I feel you, yeah. <laughs> you know? Uh, okay. So yes, the space has a lot of awesome people in it and a lot of awesome fans of just, content like before I even got started putting out content or doing anything I was a fan of lots of sites and lots of podcasts her fantasy football was my number one like go-to have to listen to it constantly and it kind of guided me into this realm of being able to put out a podcast and do all that stuff I was like oh I mean it took me a while but I finally figured out yeah I can do it so the the but I still had kind of like those reservations about like how why would people listen to me would people even like my content and all of that stuff so first starting out did you have any of those thoughts going through your head that like maybe I'm gonna put out stuff and people aren't gonna read it or were you oh, like I'm sure. just gonna do it or what
1: <laughs> for sure I was like nobody's gonna read this they're not gonna like this they're not gonna like me they're you know whatever um it spirals real quick all those thoughts but. Yeah, I absolutely thought that and I still get so nervous putting out any piece of content, even though I don't know. And I try and just remind myself that it doesn't matter in like, you know, the most kind and broad sense of that of like, it's also so so small. If I have a piece of content that flops, I will live. It will be fine. The world will go on. I will maybe be a little sad for a day because I thought it was great and nobody else really cared. But like, you know. I think, and we've
0: all been there. <laughs> yeah,
1: exactly. Like, so <laughs> failure is part of it. And also if I fail by just like didn't have enough of a reach, then so be it. I'd yeah. rather, you know, kind of have that than, um, I don't know, fail in a much worse way. <laughs> um, <laughs> but yeah, I think um, it can definitely be nerve wracking. 100 percent and I get that every single time that I do things (laughs) (laughs)
0: that's okay though you know I that's I get like that too and then it kind of goes away after a minute you just gotta kind of write it out
1: Mm -hmm.
0: what kind of content do you like to put out besides fantasy football content is there anything that you like to share with the world that yeah you know something you really enjoy
1: well I was doing some entertainment
0: content for in
1: between media um like earlier in the off season which was pretty fun um, movie TV, stuff like that. And definitely I should do more of that. I will be perfectly honest with you. I have had like a horrible, horrible writer's block, creative block, and it's been going on for months. Um, and it's wild. Cause I have been like the most successful I've ever been with my executive function, if you will. Like my apartment has never been cleaner <laughs> and I can't create shit and I hate it. Um, So I don't, I don't know. I need to get back into it. I need to like figure out how to get this creative spark back. Maybe I need to mess this place up again. But um, yeah,
0: Yeah. you're a product of your environment. You're too put together. You gotta let it. You gotta let it go a little. I don't feel like I am. I just just did a big clean. Um,
1: Yeah, I did enjoy doing the entertainment content, and I did like when I was putting out fantasy football content and the other stuff for in between media. Um, I also things that should be happening that will hopefully be happening um pulp fantasy with my wonderful co-host scott rainier from in between media we do that and um we had we went out big with the um draft day parody and it was great and then oh yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> we have not yet followed that up um, <laughs>
1: But uh, yeah, there the the pressure when you put out something good and then you're like, oh,
0: yeah, right. Oh, what do we do
1: next? Crap. Um, <laughs> I know, but we'll figure something out. And um, I kind of just like took a little break for the off season, and then ended up taking a much longer break when the season started back
0: up again. Um, yeah, but that's needed. I, yeah. I I've been when I first started putting out content, I was like, Oh my gosh, I have to push, push, push. I got to be out there. I got people, people need to have their eyes and ears on all my stuff. That's cool. But then like, after a while, you just kind of get burned out. You kind of just feel like, Oh my God, I'm so tired. I don't want, you know, it doesn't make it fun anymore. Right. I know. How do you keep yourself balanced so that you don't burn out? Or if you do burn out, how do you kind of deal with that? So crafting and creating stuff is my big release Um, and
1: writing is definitely part of that, which is what kind of sucks that I haven't been writing and I've been doing some other crafts like sewing and knitting stuff. Well, I actually haven't done much knitting, but sewing and embroidery and um, other crafts is a big um, outlet. I don't know. I was talking to somebody earlier today and they explained it really well of like, if my hands aren't busy, then my mind can't be not busy or something. Where it was, like, you know, when you're, like, watching TV in the evening and you just want to relax. And, like, if I mm-hmm. am sitting there and I'm just trying to watch, I'm not watching. But yeah. if I'm sitting there and I'm, like, mindlessly knitting, crocheting, making a Taylor Swift friendship bracelet, I've been doing a bunch of those, then I am paying attention to the show and I am actively watching.
0: Um, so you, bring I, up <laughs> yeah. you bring up the Taylor Swift friendship bracelets, and I haven't talked about this on the show before, and I know it's in everybody's eardrums, but... Taylor Swift, okay, no, I'm not gonna talk about Travis or am I? No, No. no. okay, first of all, okay, well, okay, so my wife is a big Taylor Swift fan. Um, she's a big Travis Kelsey fan too, so it's kind of like a match made in heaven for her. Um, what are your thoughts on this whole Taylor Swift, Travis Kelsey explosion of the NFL going insane for all of this trailer? quote-unquote trailer it. i don't love the nickname trailer but i love it <laughs> otherwise <laughs> um, yeah i too yeah. am a big
1: swifty uh went to see her at the Eras Tour was amazing um Ooh. i didn't go to the Eras movie premiere the other night it was also amazing um <laughs> so yeah i love taylor swift and i mean i'm not like the world's biggest chiefs fan but who am i to dislike the tight end one for right. like you know the past five years in the nfl um like yeah travis kelsey yeah. is great and he seems like such a genuinely nice guy from everything that i've seen and i love it great. um i know people are getting burned out and like yeah we don't need to be focusing on her during the games so that's fine we're not here to like be on taylor swift watch right um but i do love it and i think they're adorable and um i i think it's a very good partnership because as much as uh we football people might hate to admit it like She has a bigger stardom than the NFL, (laughs) nationally, internationally, all of those things. Um, Mind-blowing. Mind-blowing. It is. Like, it's absolutely (laughs) mind-boggling to compare the two. And, yeah, um, yeah, it makes sense that the NFL is going to be riding on her coattails. But also, Mm -hmm. like, I love Mm -hmm. it. And I want them to be happy. (laughs) Did you watch SNL? I, I didn't watch it, okay. but I heard good things, so I don't know. Um, it was pretty darn funny. They had uh, some good, like, Taylor Swift NFL bits, and they both had, like,
0: the briefest
1: of cameos.
0: Okay, um, okay. Yeah, I watched it... the Kelsey one where they, they panned to him at the end yeah, of the yeah.
1: segment. Yeah. Okay, so her cameo, if you will, is just introducing Ice Spice
0: uh, okay. as a musical
1: guest, so, like, barely even cameos wow. um but yeah <laughs> taylor it, it swift was exciting, guys
0: yeah that okay so okay big and you said the concert film that's in theaters right now is also good to go yes it's great view? okay because yeah. i was talking to my wife about it because she's like she likes taylor swift but we've never gone to a concert she's not really one of those girls around i'm like oh there's a there's a taylor swift cover band down the street we can go you know hang out and listen to taylor swift cover bands or whatever nah i'm good so maybe i can drag her to the movies i think she would like the movie um
1: so the the Concert itself, I'm not big on live music, but Taylor's is just my favorite artist. And I was somehow one of the very few lucky people to get in like the first group of the first presale before everything crashed. And I got like (laughs) good tickets for reasonable prices, um, miraculously. So that was truly amazing and like so much fun. Um, if that is the only big concert that I ever go to, I will die happy, uh, Seeing the movie, I was definitely a little hesitant because I was like, I don't know. Like, you know, yeah. they cut some songs. That's bummer, but, you know, nothing too, too bad. The one thing that I was really nervous about, and this might help, um, like, uh, what's the word that I'm looking for? Assuage some of your wife's fears. Um, I kept seeing all these clips on TikTok or whatever, Instagram, I should say, because yeah. I'm not on TikTok i'm Me not either. i'm not young i'm like oh, i don't know yeah exactly i watch them when <laughs> they on instagram but anyways the yes. tiktok's on instagram um of people like screaming and shouting and going wild in the theaters. Right. and i was like that sounds miserable no yeah i went with my friend there was a very small section of people who were like off to the side dancing in a place that didn't impact anyone we were good. singing along, everybody, but at, like, respectful volumes. You could still hear Taylor. We got a little loud at the louder parts and did some chants. But, like, everybody was just sitting in their seats, vibing and singing and dancing. But, like, good, good, good energy.
0: Because I was doing the research. Oh, <laughs> Thank you for doing that research. I think, yeah, because we see all these clips of the people up there dancing and singing really loud and making circles and doing all this right? stuff. And and I'm, I'm sure. Like- some showings are like that maybe it's because we were at like the
1: 6 p.m showing and there was a bunch yeah. of kids and families and whatever but like that's the crowd yeah. that i want to be in anyways for that
0: right i i'm so like taylor swift concert like i go and see concerts i have to have a seat now like that's <laughs> just yeah. me going so like we saw kid Cudi and we were at the very top because i'm an idiot but you know for taylor swift we're like okay we'll you know, the next time we'll really go in. I'm like, dude, I'm waiting for her to be in like casinos or something in like 30 years. I can't do this. That's like, but well, it's like taking over. I don't know. I know. Like, I was big into NSYNC when I was younger, and I thought that was taking over. And then yeah. here we are, Taylor Swift. Oh, this I know. Is not no, a I... Swift podcast, but it is an interesting yeah. topic.
1: It is interesting, and I totally get the seat thing. We were in like row 10 of the bleachers. Um, so we could still like kind of sit. Yeah, we still sitting for like some parts, and you can kind of like you could get away with sitting for a good chunk of a it.
0: Little bit. Yeah,
1: we're thirty. Like I, yeah, I'm not standing. No, three and oh. a half hours. we too old for that.
0: No joke. Like <laughs> we went and saw Good Charlotte a couple of years back, and she was Sarah was sitting down in between sets, just up against a pillar, yeah. and like security came over and was like, "Are you okay?" She's like, I'm just old.
1: Yeah, so like it's like let me enjoy my music while still having
0: yeah. fewer back pain tomorrow. I don't even uh, want to say no back pain, but like, and then they <laughs> no back. Yeah, there will never be. You can just go to sleep and wake up with back right. pain. So exactly, <laughs> yeah. it happens. Okay, so let's get away from Taylor Swift for a little bit. Yeah. I know, I know, I know. If you guys were here for Taylor Swift cons con. con- content, not concerts, content, then, uh, I'm so sorry. We're about to move on to something else, but it's cool. It's cool. Maybe we'll come back. We don't know. So, <laughs> so, okay. You are on Twitter. You see interactions between people all the time. You interact with people and all that. How, how cool is it? Cause I say it's cool. Now I can finally admit that it's cool. How cool is it that people like know who you are or know what your content is or whatever, or come up to you, like at the expo and know who you are. It is so cool. Every single
1: time this year and last year that somebody knew who I was, like either recognized me before I said anything or knew it once I said my name, like it is wild and humbling and I feel so, so unworthy. Um, and every single one of those interactions that I had just know that I was very much trying to play it cool and not be awestruck by like, you know who I am. <laughs> um, it's wild. I feel like the smallest of tiny, tiny little fishes and like it is weird that someone
0: would know my little fish name. Um, yeah. No, I get it. I get it. It's it, it's really in it. I, I know that when I go up to people too and I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm a big fan of yours. I, I hope that they would take that as a compliment because i sure do when people come up to me it's yeah i don't know and then taking like my, my family with me like they think i'm like the biggest rock star in the world even though i'm not i'm just like cool i, I gotta love get that your family comes with you <laughs> <laughs> i think my sister's gonna come this year she came the first year i went the first year i went was just a disaster and i was just hung over oh. like all sunday so <laughs> <laughs> i didn't get to participate in any of that fun um but yeah it, it, it's a blast and. I know we're talking about the – we were talking about the expo, but you brought up draft night out and, and that fun mm-hmm. live draft experience. And also Scott Fishbowl has a live draft as well that I got to run this year in Dallas, which was like a lot. You know, it, I know you described the process of, of in-between media taking over and doing all that, and mm-hmm. I had gone to those draft night outs before. Uh, even when Dallas had the fantasy football convention that was here, they were kind of just in the – the beginning stages. So been around there and I didn't get to go this year because I was doing the Queen's classic, but that's Mm -hmm. to be determined for we don't know what's gonna happen in the future with me, but I'd like to timing in the future (laughs) also. I'd like to come check out the draft night out though because I know it's awesome. How how fun is live drafting?
1: So I've never done a live draft. Um I was running that one like mm. working behind the scenes and running around and trying to figure out why the microphone wasn't job. working and you know all yeah. that good stuff um i've never done a live draft
0: but it looks like it was really fun <laughs> we're gonna have to get you to do a live draft i know, uh, you know. I, well i like i said i was doing the live scott fishbowl draft in dallas and i also drafted and i have the worst team i am like i've won like a game this year maybe mm-hmm. um i just it's too hard to try to do too much stuff and and drafting ended up going because that's what I like to say at least is that it's it's me running around that's the reason not because I just yeah poorly drafted
1: exactly (laughs) Um, never never
0: yeah it the live draft seemed like so much fun I really wish I could have gone um yeah but doing the behind the scenes stuff with the draft right running around just going you know what did you learn from that experience
1: Yeah. Um, I mean, as a team, we definitely learned some things about like, we're going to make that check-in process a little smoother. Uh, we apologize learning curve, you know, that happens. There's always, I have run and worked at enough events that there will always be a pinch point and especially for something new or like changed, there will be that pinch point and you will learn and you will improve next year. But like, it's going to have that something. Um, and that was definitely check-in and that whole process. Um, So we definitely figured out some things from that, but I think just, uh, in general, some like little kind of management tips to make things smoother, but it's been pretty cool to see it behind the scenes unfold. You know, like we have our little staff chats and talk about the leaders. Like we're going to do a little shout out to all the leaders because there's some undefeated teams even. And, um, talking about things like that or it's interesting always to hear kind of what questions are coming up because it really seems like y'all are some great league mates like there are very few issues that come up with the commissioners and i know this because i see every time the commissioners talk to each other about these kind of issues at least i think i (laughs) see them um but it's been pretty cool to cool to see and some of that is definitely like you figure out um if a few people are asking the same question noted for next year let's put that in like a chat up front that says
0: xyz pieces of important information like that yeah being prepared yeah. getting that list like we did we had the same thing with us because like our microphone wasn't loud enough it was cutting yep. out it was doing all this stuff and they had just gotten a new sound system or something and so like it wasn't working yeah, out so that for future was, you know yeah exactly
1: this place had just gone a new sound system installed like two days prior had never tested it out we mm-hmm. thought it was working upstairs it wasn't um <laughs> we had sven upstairs yelling things loudly like sven was like i will be the microphone so i was downstairs when we we're pulling the raffles seth is announcing things on the microphone downstairs Handing me the number. I'm texting them to Sven, who is shouting them to the entire upstairs. (laughs) Love it. Thinking on the fly. Exactly. Um, (laughs) But it was fun to work with the team and kind of like solve those problems as we go. And yeah, and, you know, make all those notes as we're going through and after, like, well, I might, my little list started right away. But again, I do event stuff.
0: I know how it goes. Um, Yes. And that comes in handy. So especially on the fly, like I said, having to do that stuff. I told Seth when I found out about the whole draft night out thing, I was like, Seth, my biggest takeaway from this, my happiest thing about this whole thing is that it's on Sleeper. That was my thing. Because, <laughs> yep. you know, it previously was on a different platform. I'm not going to name names or be mean because, I mean, all the platforms serve a purpose and mm-hmm. everything. But Sleeper is just. Yeah. People yeah. like hearing, not everybody, because I had somebody leave my league this year because we did it on Sleeper. But, yeah, when people hear Sleeper, they're like, okay, cool, cool, cool. Yeah. And that <laughs> was something that going
1: into it, one of the conversations that we had was trying to figure out um, which app and pros and cons and Sleeper yes, was hard. the <laughs> clear winner. Um, because we were like, the convenience, the it is it is the one. Right. Sleeper, you yeah. are the
0: best we love you we do we do and you guys yeah exactly then i remember sleepers starting out and now where sleeper is it's super awesome and i know and then now we all love it and <laughs> yeah <laughs> it's my first year in a while where all of my leagues are on sleeper because my, lucky, my Scott Fish bowl league is on sleeper uh, lucky you my Scottish right. bowl league is on sleeper so i got excited about that but then the queen's classic is on espn and I just gotten rid of my last ESPN league. No offense. These are all personal preferences. Everything is no, served exactly. a purpose. I was I've been on Yahoo, I've been on my fantasy league, fan tracks, you know. But oh, we're allowed to I'm have like, our favorites. We're allowed to have our favorites, just like kids. We're allowed to have our favorites. Just I don't have kids, so I can say that. Yeah, exactly. Uh, <laughs> but you can tell, I can see these parents, and I know which one their favorite. Yep. Don't lie. Oh yeah. You're a dog mom, correct? Um, I don't like to say I'm a dog mom. I will I don't either caretaker. I don't like to say dog mom either, but I like to use the Karen term because that's just you know the the most noticeable term when it comes to owning a dog. I'm a dog Um, bestie. (laughs) Dog bestie, yes. I say my dogs own me. I don't own them. They're like
1: totally they run the
0: house. So exactly having a dog is awesome, but like Mm -hmm. how important is it to you to have your little baby when you're doing going through life and doing all this? she is my everything um
1: (laughs) no like she is my rock she has been with me through so long um we're coming up on we just passed six and a half years actually which is wild because i like i did not think i would be anything anywhere related to where i am today when i got her and i am happy to have her by my side through all of it she is a massive butt head <laughs> um and like kind of a huge pain in general but she's also really really sweet and like you know before this podcast she was just looking at me like could I could I just have some more pets and cuddles and it please was so mom. sad to be like please give me an hour and then we'll have all the pets and cuddles for the night. Um but yeah I mean she's so sweet and it's it's um it's great and also like you know we haven't talked too much about mental health but yeah it is no secret that mental health is a thing. <laughs> oh, yes. It definitely is, <laughs> to say the least. Um, and, you know, like, she is what gets me out of bed and gets me walking and, like, doing things throughout the day a lot.
0: Yeah, dogs yeah. are – pets are just something, man. I, I had, a like, a breakdown in my – old doctor's office where i was just like crying because i couldn't afford something or something right and she's like you've got a lot of anxiety you should go home and pet your dog is that what you're prescribing (laughs) i mean it does help though it does does help
1: help. it does um my doctor actually has a dog that comes to her office with her and he's so sweet and he just wants to stick his head in your lap and like happy to oblige
0: dogs are so great they really are are. right
1: and like just animals in general, and yeah. it's so fun to have them. And I think um, they bring like just so much joy to
0: my life, to everyone's life. So, shout out to pets. Shout out to pets. Well, okay. So speaking of animals, I asked Ch- Chat GPT earlier to give me five questions to ask you, random questions, random okay. podcast questions. So, uh, are you okay with answering yeah. a couple of Let's AI chat questions?
1: GPT questions?
0: Okay, Chat GPT questions. Here we go. Okay, so I'm. I was talking about the the animal part. If you were able to talk and understand, talk to and understand one animal for one day, what kind of animal would you talk to? And what kind of question would you ask them first? Okay, well, the obvious one is my dog <laughs> for obvious reasons. So, oh, so I said that earlier too.
1: <laughs> right? Like, how am I not gonna say my dog? Right. Um. And I'm going to tell her like sometimes I have to work and it's fine and I'll help you after and I'll make sure you're taken care of. Anyways, um. Ooh. If I could talk to another animal, but I have to ask them questions. See, that makes it a little well, harder. If you, okay.
0: you can talk to yeah. you can talk to the dog afterwards. You can talk right. to not the dog but your dog afterwards. But you're what right. is one question that you have always wanted to know? What goes on in your mind? Like for my dog or from any dog or just how yeah. about your dog? If you were talking yeah, to your dog. dog. <laughs>
1: so, um, I know you've had a lot of trauma in your life, but why do you hate dogs so much? Because dogs a-
0: are not all bad. <laughs> dogs are not all bad. That is a great question. And we will never know this answer. We, we will never, never know. know. I mean, we might nowadays with all the technology. No, I'm like, I'm reading these AI questions. Yeah. That's okay. Fair. So that was what what the first question I asked you. All right. Okay. Here's the second one. Okay. Here we go. If you could slip, if slip, if you could slip, if you could swap lives with any historical figure for a week, who would it be, and why? Historical figure for but a week. I'll, I'll open it up to just anybody in general if if you want to go that way. Either way. Um, anybody that you would actually want to or is there nobody you just like your life so much for you know, you know, you don't want really to step I, out and say yeah. well no, I mean, I, I like my life, but I'd like to. like my life so much, but like whose yes life do. do I want? You know? Exactly. But I mean, I, I would be like Jay-Z or something. So, yeah. <laughs> well, okay. What's real
1: stupid is that the first answer that popped into my brain for the historical figure is Ada Lovelace, who was one of the first computer programmers and also like i don't like computer programming i don't do that (laughs) but she seems like a really cool woman and a lot of what she this is i'm gonna nerd out for a second because it's a cool fact um so she's considered the first modern computer programmer or something like that and a lot of her programming skills and background and things like that came from the jacquard loom. Because Jacquard looms are essentially like all programmed with these computer, like proto computer cards to get the patterns in the fabric. And like, I'm um... okay, so maybe this is actually a decent <laughs> interaction. Look, you just stumbled right into that one. It's great. <laughs> um, one of my kind of like niche interests is I really like fashion history and like the social culture around fashion history. Um, and so to have this woman who was like, very knowledgeable and pioneering and coming from this traditional woman space of like jacquard and loom and that kind of work. But also she was this brilliant mathematician who is considered like the f- first computer programmer because she took these skills and transferred it. And I think that is so incredibly badass. because like that shout out to women and shout out to crafts and the way that people will undervalue crafts.
0: Okay. So I got a side, stuff. side question. No, I- I've got another question. We got another lighthearted question. You're right. Come You're on, right. bro. Um. Yeah. So, is if. Uh, no, I already asked a question. Okay. Uh, if you were to create a holiday, any holiday, what would the holiday be, and what will we be celebrating? Um.
1: Celebrating just like a day of relaxation, taking it easy, like we kind of like day a off, yourself, right? kind of day, but like doesn't need to be like totally like shopping based. Like it can be like. Well, I guess that you can also treat yourself by just like sitting on the couch. But like day of relaxation, it will also involve a lot of food and snacks. Like we are doing everything that we want, but nothing will be work and we will be comfy and cozy and we can wear like our most comfortable clothes all day. Oh, my God. I want this holiday so bad. Right? Like, pajamas, sweatpants, hang out on the couch, and, like, have a big party with your
0: friends, do a movie marathon. And Please just let, let a it be on Monday, right? too, so we can have, like, a three-day weekend. That sounds so good. I don't yeah. It. Or it's a Wednesday, and all the <laughs> comments are like, well, it's a Wednesday, <laughs> so we'll just give you the Monday, Tuesday, <laughs> yeah. Friday, off around it. Yeah. yeah. Maybe, Maybe. I mean, we can, one can hope. I you know. brought up snacks. And the next question is, uh, if you could only eat one cuisine for the rest of your life, what would be that cuisine what you had to eat um oh,
1: am no. talking like ethnicities italian
0: ah uh, see that was my the second salsa. today i was trying and to pizza. debate yes and everything what's, <laughs> Carbs, your favorite, what's your favorite pizza
1: topping uh oh i'm kind of picky about pizzas or i um if you want to know more about when pizza takes it's the tackle dummies podcast <laughs> but Plug. Um, I like it. I like it. <laughs> right. Um, the best pizza I ever had, though, which you do think I talk about on there. Well, actually, I don't remember if I call this the best pizza on there. Um, I really like, there's this really good, like barbecue pulled pork pizza, and I had coleslaw on it, and just bear with me because it's great.
0: Okay. Well, no, red sauce. <laughs>
1: okay. Red sauce on a non traditional pizza is an absolute no go. I have firm yeah, belief. Yeah, I get that. I do get that. I do
0: get it's that. Burned too many times. <laughs> okay. And so, ChatGPT knows that you like to craft and create things and it wants to know what is your favorite thing to create? Ooh, um, It kind of depends on I mean I go
1: through like different phases right now I've been doing a lot of these stupid Taylor Swift friendship bracelets we won't mention Taylor Swift again um, the, We can, we can, it's fine Yeah, the big one that I probably have always come back to for so much of my life because I remember doing this like probably in high school, but probably even before is I like to take clothes usually from the thrift store and just like DIY them. Like you're a big thrifter, you know, that you can go to the thrift store and there's something and you're like, this is so cool. And those yep. pants are two inches too long because yeah. I am not that tall of a person. <laughs> um, yeah. Or like, you know, the there's time. a lot of dresses that hit at very unflattering lengths. Um, but then sometimes you're like, I'll just add this and I'll do that. And then I'll cut there and then I'll whatever. Um, so I love doing like just clothes DIYs. Uh, and i have come to this piece like place of peace in my mind where i'm like if i ruin these days all i have done is spend an afternoon enjoying something that i like and maybe wasted like the last one was a skirt that i got for 25 cents at a clothes swap actually it was a cardigan that's now a skirt and it's i gotta do some like fixing i think it's salvageable but it got a little wonky in one spot but i'm like if the worst that I did was waste like a quarter and a little bit of thread and an afternoon and I had a great time making something, so be it. Um, so that's kind of my like go to craft for my life, if you will.
0: Okay, GPT over here. I hope you enjoyed the answers to your questions. I'm sure that that's really helpful. The, yeah, they are. They really are. They really yeah. are. So when the pandemic was at its big time, were you really doing a lot of craft stuff or what were you doing to kind of since there wasn't a whole lot to do? Yeah, um, I was doing a good
1: chunk of craft stuff. I was uh having a mental breakdown also.
0: <laughs> <laughs> you I'll know what we are talking about the we're talking about mental health earlier. We barely touched on it, right. so you know. Um, so and like you know, I feel stupid because I was talking about my stupid exes. Anyways,
1: um, the axe who is now dead, died by suicide uh, like a year and a half after pandemic. We broke up Uh, he, like right before pandemic. He literally moved out on March 1st, 2020. So then like two weeks later, like shit hit the fan. And wow. I was like, oh, cool. So I'm stuck in this apartment that I hate with all of this trauma and baggage and awful memories, just like me and my dog. And we can't leave and we can't do anything. Um, So yeah, I think I did a lot of knitting at that point. But to be honest, I couldn't tell you anything other Ooh. than I
0: remember feeling awful. Well, I'm that sucks and I'm sorry <laughs> sorry okay. to bring that up but you know what you found fun. you found fantasy twitter during that okay. time too you said so I mean you got a lot of good people behind you that really enjoy your content and talking to you and consider you. you a friend so okay, thank you. <laughs> yeah, I know and it's
1: funny cuz like truly there are so many good friends that I've met now in this space and um it is so neat to have those connections and like people that I talk to all the time more than my IRL friends sometimes oh yeah I feel you on that because like this
0: is just such a great community and there's so many special special little people in groups and everything that is great do your in real life friends know that you do fantasy content or edit or do any of that fun stuff they do um they don't understand
1: it too much I have like <laughs> one or two friends who plays in like a little casual fantasy football league and has for a while so she'll like show me her team or ask for thoughts on things which is fun um they know they are not in this world and so they're like good for you you have fun right and with my my family like my parents are real supportive you know they watch my dog when i go out to the expo and whatever um And they're like, they don't, they don't know any of this, but when I'm down there working remote for the day and I'm like, I need to do things. They're like, okay, have fun.
0: we (laughs) do your your podcast or whatever. Like, sure. That's dope. Hey. Yeah. And it's, thank you parents for watching her dog when she goes out of town because holy crap, dog boarding is expensive. And I have no one around here that can watch my dog because one of them is an asshole. (laughs) Uh, that's what happens but no
1: it's uh great to have them and yeah and also just like shout out parents in general this is something that i kept thinking of at the expo was like how many people who have really supportive parents that like both that you saw there like your dad touching (laughs) his dad like there are people whose dads are there there was like some like 10 year old kid who i kept seeing around oh yeah he he was um oh god what's his dad's name he's with toilets to
0: titles (sighs) We'll plug it in here. Edit right now. (laughs) (laughs) Edit. Okay, so I fact-checked this, reached out to Toilets to Titles, and they said, two years ago, Coach brought his son Emmett, and last year, Justin brought his nephew and son. So there you go. Go check them out.
1: I got you. Thank you. But, yeah, it was so cool. Like, seeing parents supporting their kids, hearing about parents supporting their kids, like, at the women's panel, that was really neat. And Um, on the flip side I would say the number of very proud dads at the expo is pretty darn cute the number of conversations I had with people where they're just like my kids are so sweet let me tell you about my kids and I'm like that's really cute and I'm glad that you're like you know yeah getting them involved in fantasy football and um, or you know if they're too young for that at least like yeah showing them what's up you know yeah but also yeah I guess actually I should plug like the kids on the other side of that because then there's like ian fish with the ian fish bowl, and then That's the cool. sneaky sneaky girls yeah Dave fantasies girls like yeah, yeah I don't, it's cool shout get out to the started yeah yeah shout
0: out get them started early man if i had a kid right now we would be playing in a family league like no other we would oh, be yeah. doing it oh yeah but well, Stella, when are we getting in this league <laughs> right i always say that we're just gonna plug one of the dogs in if somebody's like not setting a lineup my dog could said dad. a better. <laughs> That's my. So okay, so you've talked about dynasty leagues because you kind of converted to dynasty in that one league. What when you went into playing dynasty? I know you did research and figured things out as you went, but what were some of the things you went into it with on your mind like were you concerned were you scared were you excited to play a new and what did you what have you learned from that experience switching over to that I was excited I was nervous um
1: (laughs) I kind of went in and I didn't I don't think I really understood the like strategy behind you know you kind of either have to plan your team for a win now or a rebuild and I didn't really do that and the first year I did pretty poorly I think it was like second to last um the guy in last has been in last place for like three or four years running oh that always makes you feel (laughs) a little better last for every single year since we've had it as a dynasty league um which I do think is like four years anyways (laughs) um so the first year I did really poorly but I felt like I learned a lot the second year I won it so I was like okay I took lessons I went in, I rebuilt bigger and better than ever, and I won it. Um, I'm just trying to, yeah, switch over that mindset. I have learned since then that I am not a dynasty girly. <laughs> um, I play in two dynasty leagues. It's that one, and it's a uh, Moose leagues for charity for mental health charities, um, and those are my only two dynasties because otherwise, um, yeah. as I will jokingly say, I can only stress about two perpetually <laughs> underwhelming dynasty teams. <laughs> I don't have it. In me to worry
0: about more. <laughs> I have three and that's three too many. No, I'm just kidding. I love my dynasty leagues. They were, I'm just trying to rebuild in all of them and trying to figure out how to rebuild because it's hard when you play with a bunch of people mm-hmm. on Twitter that are these industry folk that
1: I have one that's been uh, floundering for years and I'm like, can this team just flounder forever? And I'll just like waste my money on league fees, but yeah. have a good time every year. <laughs>
0: exactly it's fun to just try new stuff are you do you like the waivers are you a trade girl are you just kind of how do you build your team hey waivers um trades are okay (laughs) but I'm very nervous
1: about sending them so if you send me a trade offer I very much appreciate that because I'll probably never send one out um I yeah I like to do different kind of team builds I my favorite part of fantasy football I've realized is like leagues with twists um, so I have been playing in one this year, which I am not allowed to reveal too, too much. It's the Fantasy Fantasy Football Reality Competition. Um, I am, I believe, allowed to announce that I'm in the cast because we've had, like, a castless video coming out, but it's, like, oh. a reality show slash fantasy football league, and there's all these, like, side quests, if you will, so you're playing in both a regular guillotine league as well as doing several DFS challenges a week, and then also there's some other twist thrown in and like it is perpetually ever changing chaos um and it kind of tickles that spot in my brain and I got very into it where I was like
0: ah, I need to win <laughs> that is um, wow that's that's super dope
1: yeah i don't know i kind of um realized that i like the a little something different in leagues like give me a league that has really goofy scoring settings or something to yeah, make it a little bit more interesting. That being said, um, I also have a league that is like the most I don't want to say standard of settings because it is PPR, um, but it's very much like a basic one QB league. And we all very intentionally wanted that like balance of a one QB league. It's a bunch of fantasy football people. Um, shout out to the Crushing It League. Uh, I know you've had a few of our members on recently, like Hoov and Joey. Um and it's such a great league because every single person in that is just like my favorite people. Like it, they're phenomenal people. So we're like, yeah, we're playing in a quote unquote boring league format, if you will. But it's like such a good group that, you know, we're going to have fun regardless. And it's kind of nice to have that break from
0: all the strategy too. Yes. Oh my gosh. That sounds so great. It, it really is. like. And going back to like the basics and stuff, you kind of have to relearn things too, because you're like, oh it's not I super flex one quarterback it's not yeah tight end premium it's not this it's not that you're like okay cool. great right? i can rock with this that's cool yeah do you a kicker into defense
1: um which i know
0: have strong opinions on i but, don't you know my opinions are play how you want right like, if you don't want to be in a league with kickers don't be in a league with kickers if you don't yeah. want to be in a league with defense don't be in a league with defense it's not a selling point for my
1: leagues it's not a detracting point right for any of my leagues if that's what you want i'll do it like yeah. It's you know. Yeah, but I, I like having that variety. I think that's definitely my my
0: favorite part of the fantasy football is having
1: a little something different to pay attention to.
0: Do you watch football? Are you yeah. sit down and watch football? So how is watching football with you over the weekend, like on a Sunday? <laughs> what is watching football like?
1: um i'm probably like pretty tame to watch with i also especially for sundays with red zone and this you're not writing content my big thing is like i put it on and i like kind of sit in front of it and do some crafts and i just vibe and i just have a good time and i'm like watching it but if i miss a play it's fine it's not the end of the world it's seven hours of football i can miss a minute to like go to the bathroom and get snacks yeah um and i think it was very liberating to have that this year where like in the past when I, I have been making content, there was this little part where I'm like, oh my gosh, I have to be watching every second of every game. And that is so hard. <laughs> it is but hard. I think we as like football people need to stop perpetuating that myth because it is so unsustainable that we can watch seven straight hours of commercial free football on it's Sunday, deprived. plus Thursday night and Sunday it's night annoying. and Monday night and maybe a second Monday night or a, like also an internet. It is too much. It is
0: too much football. It is I, yeah, I I think it's too much football for me. I need yeah uh, I need some variety in my life. I love football. I watch the Cowboys game, and that's about yeah all I do now. Which my dad's like, I can't believe you're watching romantic comedies with your wife on a Sunday. And I'm like, dude, because romantic battles. comedies are amazing. <laughs> and yeah, I, exactly. That sounds like a great Sunday, right? It's yeah Sunday fun day. You just stay at home in your pajamas and you oh, watch yeah. movies all day. Yeah, I know. And I've gotten lately like. Feel like I'll put on Red Zone and watch it while I'm doing things and enjoy it, and then it gets
1: to the end of that, and I'm like, I don't really want to watch the Sunday Night Game, and I will put on like a rom com or something,
0: and I it's know. a good, it's a good balance, and it's a nice way to go into the new new week. It's that positivity, you know. Exactly. If I have to watch it. Whatever. If I have to watch a game like last night's game again, I'm yeah. I, I don't know. I can't. Anyway, <laughs> <he loses laughs> isn't a rom com except the bad people, except for the bad. <laughs> the team people. can lose in football. I'm gonna go and watch me some Bridget Jones' Diary, and then I'm gonna watch some Ten Things I Hate About You, and then okay. So anyway, <laughs> all over the place, teen comedies. You know, I just no, like I feel it. good stuff. I don't. I don't want to be down on my Sunday. That is how I feel about like
1: TV, books, movies. I I don't want to, like, I have enough depression in my life. <laughs> I don't
0: need to watch and right. read things that are going to make me more depressed. No, exactly. I was, yeah, the Dallas Cowboys make me depressed. So I, exactly. I, I my blood pressure goes up way too high. Don't need to yeah. have that toxicity in my life. So, okay, so you are into, like, TV and movies and all that. Do you have a favorite show or movie? Ooh. Um, or something that you've been watching lately that you really like?
1: God, what have I been watching lately? The Taylor Their Swift era like, tour.
0: So empty. I actually did watch <laughs> some other Taylor Swift content after the era's Tour. YouTube movie. is definitely Something. trying to like clog my al- algorithm with that stuff right now because you watch one Taylor Swift music video. <laughs> and now you should watch all of them. Now you have to watch. We do sometimes. We have like Taylor Swift music As video watching. They're great. I, just, I love my wife. <laughs> <laughs> um.
1: Ooh, movies well okay so when you were listing the like blah 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 to teen movies yeah my brain instantly went clueless i oh love my clueless. god that
0: movie is so good yeah i, I don't know why my brain was can't really clueless, but like, it it is such
1: a good movie um oh my god such i love it oh my it god i'm gonna have to go watch me,
0: that this weekend
1: right it is one of my favorites i would say um I Definitely have it on DVD here somewhere. Paul Rudd. Oh, man, I love you so much. <sighs> okay, so young and good, and he still
0: looks the same. I know it's uh, anyway. <laughs> um,
1: I'm trying to think what else I feel like I have been watching something lately, and I like absolutely my brain is just like, uh, nope, it's the end of the day.
0: Back. I get it, it is the end
1: of the day. Um, yeah, I like TV and movies, I like rom coms, I like real cheesy
0: rom coms. I am not Me above. Too.
1: A very cheesy Hallmark rom-com. Give me, time time. Give
0: me something that's cheap. Give me some Lindsay Lohan movie yep. like two years ago when mm. I'm watching it. Like- <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah.
1: I mean, I have to be in the right mood sometimes for like that level of cheese. Yeah, but I will watch yeah. it if I'm in that mood.
0: but My yeah, mood is a couple of ciders in. That's my mood for watching that. Oh, the ciders. So, 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 so. You and me. kindred so, so. yeah, spirits. Kindred <laughs> <Candid> spirits. <laughs> well, I've had a blast with you. And I really enjoyed talking with you on this episode. Like for real, like it was just a nice conversation. I feel like I really got to just hanging out with a friend. Exactly. Exactly. I want you to go ahead and let everybody know where they can find you and not just like your content, but also like where they can, if you, I don't know. I do know, but where they can find your craft work, your knitting, your good fun stuffs that we really enjoy. Cause I saw all those hats and they were like, Pretty, pretty rad. I'm going to have to get you. up. <laughs> but yeah, um, go ahead. and uh, That was a big, a big yeah, yeah. ending to trying to get you to tell me where to find your stuff and everything. So go ahead yeah. and just plug all your stuff. Cool. Um, so you can find me on Twitter at trash sandwiches. Uh, most of my like fantasy football
1: or I guess content in general is going to be under in between media. Um, and they are great people. So you should follow them anyways. Uh, the crafting stuff, I do vaguely have like your crafting handle making stellar things. I don't really do anything on it. I kind of just put all that stuff on my main account now. Um, but yeah, I do a lot of like knit hats, like you yeah, were saying. Look knit at hats. them,
0: they, they look pretty dope.
1: Football teams, I know they're fun. I'm not wearing one right now. I gotta pull out all my winter gear still. It's barely fall here, but it's, it's well into fall. Um, but we're in denial. Um, yeah, I don't uh, I guess that's where you can find me at Trash Sandwiches, just like. You think. I always want to <laughs> pretend that it's like trashes and witches but the spelling is not quite
0: there but yeah, someday I'm going to try. I kind of look at that and I was like what can we make this to? <laughs> for the fun stuff? But yeah. I know. Should be. Trash sandwiches. So yes please everyone that's listening right now I would really appreciate it. R-E-L would also appreciate it if you guys would go over there and uh I said I was working on this. If y'all would go and check out all of her work, follow her and give her a shout out. Tell her you listen to this episode. That'd be dope. Thank you again for coming onto the podcast. I appreciate it so much. You're so awesome. You're so great. Thank you Thank you so much for having me. I
1: was anxious to come on here and I was like, just kept Don't calling be- myself for being like, it's going to be
0: like a conversation with a friend. It's going to be fine. And it was I'm always anxious too. So it's okay. Even, even if I know you, I'm still anxiety anxious. gang. Anxiety gang. <laughs> yay, we were yay, all yay. deep. <laughs> All right, guys, and gals, and everybody, go <laughs> ahead, friends, even foes, I don't care. Make sure to come back next week for another episode of Get Real with Casey Kasem, and remember to stay rad.